Hello, listeners. Cozy up to the fire and settle in for this week's State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your guide, Stephen Payton. The date is the 4th of December 2020. Let's get into it. Kicking things off this week, could an independence referendum really take place as soon as next year? Honestly, I would say unlikely, but according to the Scottish Tories' former head of media, Adam Morris, the next referendum could be sooner than we expected. Writing for the I newspaper, Morris claimed that in the event of a big SNP win at next year's Holyrood election, Boris Johnson's attempts to scupper democracy would fall by the wayside. He said that such a win would lead to a First Minister marching to Westminster with a fresh mandate for a second Scottish independence referendum. A mandate the UK government would not be able to reject. Interesting choice of words to say fresh mandate as if we haven't got another three lying about spare at the moment. I will disagree with Morris on one point though. Nicola Sturgeon, who is likely to be returned as First Minister next year if the polls are anything to go by, does not need a SNP majority to march on Westminster with a fresh mandate. Rather, all that we need is a pro-independence majority. And personally, I think that a diverse parliament of pro-independence politicians makes the case better than a single party can. The same polling data that shows the SNP winning big next year also shows the continuing success of the Scottish Green Party, who play a crucial role right now in maintaining a pro-independence majority at Holyrood. I think that that is a point that warrants being made in the run-up to the next Holyrood election. Otherwise, in the likely event that the SNP do not get an outright majority, that will be used to dismiss calls for independence, even if the Parliament itself is overwhelmingly in support of leaving the UK. Here's another point I disagree with Adam Morris on. In his column, Morris also claimed that Douglas Ross, who succeeded Jackson Carlaw to be the next Scottish Tory leader, was highly competent, holds the line brilliantly, and won't make gaffes. Well, there's holding the line brilliantly, and there's desperately trying to make people look at the line when they're busy elsewhere. And Ross made that abundantly clear this week on BBC Scotland. As for his thoughts on Nicola Sturge's COVID-19 briefing, Ross instead decided that he wanted to talk about independence. It's all they ever talk about, and really, it's time they just got on with a day job. Well, now joined by the leader of the Scottish Conservatives, Douglas Ross. So, Douglas Ross, I mean, how much faith should we put in these mass testing initiatives that we're seeing being rolled out from today? Well, if I can come to that in a moment, Graham, but I do just have to note that there has been a a clear emphasis from the First Minister over the weekend and this afternoon, yet again speaking about independence and her uh, aim to have a second independence referendum as early as... I do want to, to talk about the public health issues. So on the testing that has been announced today, do you think that it is value for money? Because a lot of scientists don't believe that that is the case. Well, I will answer your point, Graham. But I do think a, a number of people will be watching this, thinking they don't. You know, the sure, BBC we're not, won't we're stop. Not, we're not a political program. I can't. I can't allow points. you to make political points in the same way that we don't allow the first minister to make political points during her briefing. Oh. 
that that's good. I'll, I'll be watching to make sure the BBC don't allow the First Minister to make political points. Do you get the sense in Scotland that people are more willing to accept the tough restrictions? In England, for example, a lot of your colleagues on the Conservative backbenches are not particularly happy about restrictions continuing. I mean, do you agree with them? Well, that sounds like a very political question, and I thought when you wouldn't allow me to speak about the First Minister's obsession with separation, we wouldn't be having political questions. Honestly, it was like watching a goldfish trying to do an impression of Donald Trump speaking to the media. The Scottish Tories have a real cheek, though, to attack anyone for being obsessed with independence. Not only is Douglas Ross seemingly incapable of talking about anything else, but in a run of campaign flyers spotted just yesterday, the Tories managed to rail against independence ten times. Ten times! On just... The one wee leaflet. I suppose it's better for them than printing their actual policies though, lest it damage their chances of being elected. Oh, and there's the klaxon, and that means there's been another poll. Yes, we are now on the 15th consecutive poll, showing a majority in Scotland support independence. A new survey from Ipsos Mori slash STV News has found that 56% of Scots are in support of leaving the UK which must have been a surprise to Tory Minister Gavin Williamson, who this week claimed that the UK was just better than its European neighbours. And if it's so much better, why would the jocks want to leave? Williamson, who is the Education Secretary, told LBC that the UK had managed to approve the coronavirus vaccine faster than anyone else because it has, quote, the very best people in this country, and we've obviously got the best medical regulators. Much better than the French have. Much better than the Belgians have. Much better than the Americans have. That doesn't surprise me at all, because we're a much better country than every single one of them, aren't we? Okay. So the Tories appear to have not so much taken a page out of Trump's playbook of late, as they have secretly photocopied about half of it. And the fact is, it's nonsense. It's all nonsense. The COVID vaccine was developed by a German company founded by a husband and wife team of Turkish immigrant background. It literally came from the EU. The UK just approved it first. But then again, Britain does love to take things from other countries and claim it was theirs, so... Yeah, and you wonder why independence is on the rise while Tory ministers are trying to arrogantly big up the UK using false statements. I mean, what else do they have? But that does bring us to an end this week. So with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? As likely to hold up under scrutiny as Jacob Rees-Mogg's claims this week that devolution would work better if only the people of Scotland would vote the Tories into power at Holyrood. Where do you even start with that? Anyway, see you all again next Friday.